Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. And if you're following along daily, then today is another birthday in my family. Today, my son Jacob turns 31. And I don't always mention my kids or grandkids' birthdays, but since we've been looking at the story of Jacob and his 12 sons, and I have a son named Jacob who is not, in fact, related to the Jacob of the Bible, but he, uh, so happy birthday, Jake. Happy 31st. Hope you have a great one. And to the rest of you guys, hoping that you had a great weekend, if that's when you are listening to this. So let me go to my little tag. I'm trying to create a tag that I always start with, right? That's what my my handlers tell me I should be doing. So encouraging you, encouraging us to read the Bible. Let's be strengthened in our hearts, our souls, and our minds to glorify Christ Jesus, who leads us to, or leads us not into temptation, but leads us to think. All right, so that's sort of my tag. And we're going to be doing a little Advent study coming up, I think, maybe starting tomorrow. Well, maybe not, because I don't know that we're going to get through all of the rest of Genesis 41, which... Uh, is wouldn't be good, I think. I think I probably need to get through 41, and then we can transition into Advent. <clears throat> but I want to give you a little teaser for Advent. So what Advent really is uh, two words that we tra- we translate two words from Advent, and one is the coming, or the expected arrival, and the other is adventure. Ad- adventure. So there's an adventure, right? You, you show up in the middle of something happening, kind of a venture and and so Jesus is coming where the Messiah is coming and then there's also going to be an adventure once he gets here and he's in the middle of the adventure he's in the middle of God's plan and traditionally Advent was about two things one you would talk about the first two weeks of Advent would be about the second coming of Jesus and then the last two would be about his first coming coming as the Messiah coming as the baby in the manger and that he fulfilled that promise, and so we should be even more sure that he's going to fulfill his coming, his second coming. So that's my teaser to get you ready for my little jump into the Advent season. But we are in Genesis 41, and we just went over the dreams that Pharaoh had and Joseph's interpretation. So now what happens next, we, we jump in here in verse 37. This proposal pleased Pharaoh and and all his servants. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find a man like this in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has shown you all this, there is none so discerning and wise as you are. You shall be over my house, and all my people shall order themselves as you command. Only as regards the throne will I be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And he made him ride in his second chariot. And they called out before him, Bow the knee. Thus he set him over all the land of Egypt. Moreover, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no one shall lift up a hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name Zephanith, 
Pene. <laughs> I should I should practice that. I that caught me off guard. All right. Anyways, he gets a this the Zat Penny name, and he gave him in marriage Asenath, the daughter of uh, Potiphera, priest of On. So Joseph went out over the land of Egypt. And Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went through all the land of Egypt. During the seven plentiful years, the earth produced abundantly. And he gathered up all the food of these seven years, which occurred in the land of Egypt, and put the food in the cities. He put in every city the food from the fields around it. And Joseph stood, or Joseph stored, up grain in great abundance, like the sand of the sea, until he ceased to measure it, for it could not be measured. Another way of saying they, they had a lot. All right, so verse 50. Before the year of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph. Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On, uh, bore them to him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for he said, God has made me forget all my hardship and all my father's house. The name of the second he called Ephraim, for God, for God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. The seven years of plenty that occurred in the land of Egypt came to an end, and the seven years of famine began to come, as Joseph had said. And there was famine in all lands, but in the land of Egypt there was bread. When all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. Pharaoh said to all the Egyptians, Go to Joseph, what he says to you do. So when the famine had spread over all the land, Joseph opened the storehouses and sold to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe in the land of Egypt. Moreover, all the earth came to, jo- came to Egypt to Joseph to buy grain, because the famine was severe over all the earth. That is the end of chapter 41. And a good place for us to, to pause and go into the Advent season. So here's our third transition in Joseph's life. He sold by his brothers to some merchants who sell him into slavery in Egypt to the Potiphar, who's the captain of Pharaoh's security, if you will, captain of the, the uh, areas of royalty. And... He is very quickly put in charge of everything. Uh, he is wrongly accused and now thrown into a prison uh, there at the palace area where the captain of that guard puts Joseph in charge of everything in the prison. And that leads him to stand before Pharaoh about these dreams. And once he translates the dreams, interprets the dreams for Pharaoh, that Pharaoh sees the hand of God upon Joseph, and just like Potiphar, and just like the other captain of the guard, Pharaoh is impressed tremendously by who Joseph is. The character of Joseph has sustained him and brings him to this place, and Pharaoh appoints him and puts him in, in a new position that has never been before, where there is no one in charge of Egypt, like Joseph now has been placed in charge of Egypt. And the only one that is higher than him, and only on certain manners, manners is going to be Pharaoh. 
Pharaoh gives Joseph a an Egyptian wife he marries, and they end up having two children during these seven years. But here's the thing, the character of Joseph. He, he never doubts God. He has his pity parties, just like any person with flesh on is going to deal with. He has his ups and downs, and now he's having some good years, and he is forgetting and probably maybe really forgetting the dreams that God had given him. And says, well, looks like I'm living the dream now. Everybody's bound to me, even though my father and my brothers are not here to see it. Joseph is in a good place, if you will. But it was not overnight. He It took him from the time he was 17 until he was 30. So that's 13 years. And it could have been a little bit longer than 13 years or a little bit shorter than 13 years. But about 13 years being a slave, being a prisoner, being... Um, being in a foreign land, being away from his family, not getting to live the life he really dreamed of living or wanted to dream, wanted to live. And now he goes into seven years of being in charge and having freedom and getting married and having kids. But his character, who he is, does not change because it is who he is. And what we need to take from this is we are who we are. And if there's something that is not good about what you who you are, then change that. Ask God's help and change that. And that's why reading God's word is so good. There's places in God's word. Uh, off, off band, let's see. Uh, Psalms 19 and I think also in Psalms 51, you know, that God would even reveal in us any any hidden sin or any things that's like, okay, I didn't think that was a sin, but you're saying that's a sin, God. Show that to me that I may not sin against you. Uh, judge our hearts, help us to have these strong characters like Joseph, to be strong like Joseph, even in the midst of craziness that we can press on. And we're going to see Joseph's going to be tested again and again. But the thing is, is that, that Joseph is who Joseph is. And God has called us to be like Joseph. That we're not living for the American dream, if you will, but we are living for the glory of God. And Joseph brings glory to God. Potiphar saw it. The other captain of the guard saw it. Now Pharaoh sees it. And Pharaoh will see it again and again. And that's what people ought to be seeing us. Are we, as I heard in a sermon yesterday in church, are we the city on the hill? Are we being the light or are we hiding the light? We need to be the light in this dark and dying world and then lead people to Christ. All right. It was long. Sorry about that. Have a great day. Come back and join us for a little study on Advent. God bless you guys.